Extreme Anime Radio. City in the world, broadcasting to fans of anime and Japanese culture all around the world. It is the one and the only Extreme Anime Radio podcast for December the 15th, 2021. It is halfway through December, and most importantly, 10 days until Christmas. Hello, Neff. You had to remind me. Not that it's cold outside, just brr. Crap, 10 days. <laughs> And for those of you wondering, I'm JR. Hi, how you doing? Uh, I've got a cold background behind me of uh, a Japanese tram uh, in the winter months there. Yeah, it's quite, quite seasonal. And uh, if you look carefully, uh, it's also sponsored by Coca-Cola, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. No, no, no. You stay right there because they're not sponsoring this. So, you know, they don't get free advertising. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we welcome everybody to our show. We thank you all for joining us. Um, we have a lot in store for you tonight. Um, once again, if you're watching us and you would like to follow our audio podcast, you can go to Anchor, anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. And if you are listening, you are missing out on the tremendous fun that we have when you see our faces on camera so please check out our twitch stream twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio do you like that analogy sir I, I, quite quite i just had to remember you know adjust adjust the glasses with this finger not with the japanese subtle way to adjust the glasses <laughs> and i'm not doing it because that would be that would be bad kind of like what we saw a couple of nights ago when we did uh great ace attorney chronicles Exactamundo. <laughs> so that will be on uh, our discussion tonight. Uh, that will be our post-game stream. Um, I do want to begin the show real quick with a couple of announcements. Uh, one is sad news. One is uh, better news. Unfortunately, the sad news um, concerns uh, one of our longtime supporters, Karim, 
who's in the uh, Twitch chat tonight as Sono Xeji. Uh Karim's uh, father uh, passed away in Michigan earlier today after a um, lengthy health battle. So we are um, want to send our love and condolences to Karim and to her entire family on their loss. Um, Karim told me that uh, her father went uh, peacefully today. And one of the last things he had uh, before he passed was ice cream. Well, I mean, it's always difficult uh, losing a loved one. Uh, condolences, it is not easy, but you can hopefully gain some comfort in the fact that, uh, you know, you have given them joy in their lives. They've given joy to your life and hold on to that. Yes. So uh, we send our love to uh, Karim tonight. Um Turning to a positive note, in the next few days, one of the cosplayers, uh, or I should say former cosplayers of our mascot, Sarah Yoshida, Capelia Cosplay, is going to get married in Scotland. Uh, this is a wedding that had been postponed uh, because of COVID, and um, it's happening now, it looks like this weekend, despite the fact that now Scotland is introducing more gathering restrictions um uh, they've taken a lot of extra steps over there to make sure that the um ceremony is going to go without a hitch um i know everybody's going to be asked uh whoever's attending everybody's going to be asked to wear a mask everybody's going to be asked to take a, a covid test before the day so um we uh congratulate capelia cosplay and the spouse-to-be on their upcoming marriage and wish them the best of luck and all safety uh, this weekend. Indeed. All the best. Yes. A couple of uh, newsworthy notes I figure I want to share before we uh, continue on with our show tonight. Um, Neff, there seems to be a trend with our podcast, at least over the last few weeks, and that's the fact that apparently big news comes out like one day or two days after we do our recording. Case in point, uh, we're talking and extolling about Cowboy Bebop, all the highs and the lows. And then comes, I, I think it was a Thursday or a Friday, one or two days after we did the podcast last week. <laughs> make, make the sign like that. <laughs> yes, Cowboy yeah. Bebop has been given the X by Netflix after just one season. Well, I mean, the problem was, I don't think it was a bad show, to be honest. I, I didn't have any real issues with it, aside from Vicious giving getting a $3 wig when, you know, a $30 wig might have helped. <laughs> but, you know, you know, generally speaking, I thought, okay, it's a fine, you know, decent enough adaption, decent enough use of the intellectual property. Um, but apparently it didn't grab on to the average Netflix viewer. And for those who are fervent, IKA uh, mad with mad with foam at the mouth fans of the show, we're all like, you know, it can go die in a fire repeatedly with <laughs> scorn. So, but uh, this is uh, just uh, another line of shows apparently from Netflix lately where they spend a lot of money on um, the production they spent a lot of money promoting it and then you have 
the high point when it comes out, and then all of a sudden, drops down to the floor. I got to be honest, the, the way this one went, it was more like the Hindenburg. <laughs> oh. It was full of hot air, and then boom. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I still have uh, two or three episodes left of season one. No, I shouldn't say season one of the series. <laughs> Maybe American-made live anime adaptations are a bad idea, Caldet says. The problem is you have to do it well, and Americans don't seem to quite have the formula down. Mm. Now, apparently, they, Netflix has latched onto another property and is going to attempt a live action of it. Uh-oh. Can you can you guess what that property is, Jr.? Um, I'm gonna act dumb, even though you told me before we went on the air. <laughs> what is it, Neff? It would be Mega Man. Oh, the Capcom uh, shooter robot hero. I have no idea how this is going to go, but in my head, I'm just going. Now this will be a train wreck. <laughs> There's no way you can do a live action Mega Man and have it not be a train wreck <laughs> i mean it, it's just it's just no 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 no. it's just not gonna work uh, you're, you're talking about a series that goes back to nintendo of the 1980s for crying out loud yeah i mean between the video games the multiple cartoon uh, anime adaptations mm -hmm. and now you want to try a live action i think you would have learned your lesson with cowboy bebop <laughs> but apparently Netflix Netflix's learning curve is a ditch. Yeah. But uh yeah, so it remains to be seen uh um about Mega Man. Did they uh announce exactly when they planning to release that? No, I, I didn't quite see. I, I, I actually literally just saw the article and my eyes just sort of went, Ew, get it away, get it away. No. Mm. Just no. Because it's like I, like I say, I mean, okay, Mega Man is not for me. Uh, I'll say that right off, right off that. But I'm going. If Cowboy Bebop, as it was as it was presented on Netflix, couldn't grab the average viewer, I cannot see a way how the average viewer on Netflix is going to look at Mega Man and go, "Give me more of that." <laughs> Time to go back to the anime. Indeed. <laughs> Except the problem with that is. You know, at least do it right. You know, like pay for proper subtitling. <laughs> are you are you going back to the Comey can't communicate problem again? Indeed. And it's still a problem. <laughs> it's like, OK, you haven't learned your lesson. People have been roasting you now for a month and something about the quality of your subtitling. And it's like, no, you. you it's like. You think you'd try? Mm -hmm. But I think Netflix is like, we've just shoveled it out the door. We treat it like shovelware. Oh, that's a term I haven't heard in a long time. For those of you who don't know what the term shovelware refers to, that refers to software that's basically garbage. You know, <laughs> it, it basically barely runs. It barely does what it's supposed to do. And yet they release it. Mm. Most famous example of that. I'm just trying to think one of the most famous recent examples Oh, maybe Cyberpunk 2077, that one? Oh. 
because that was shovelware. It literally did. It barely ran. Okay. To be, to be fair. And the problem was with that, they had a deadline to meet. They were going to meet it mm. and they didn't care how. And it showed. That's so talking about uh, how long has been out a little over a year now, right? Yeah. I mean, from what I understand, the performance has gotten better through multiple large patches. Mm-hmm. But it's, a, well, okay, to be fair, it's better than the recently released Grand Theft Auto Definitive Edition. That's Ooh. another piece of shovelware. <laughs> they shove it out the door at full price, and it barely runs. It looks like garbage. Notice I used the term garbage to give it a little bit high class, because they did try. Otherwise, it would have just said garbage. <laughs> but it's still a mess. I mean... They forced Nintendo, on the Switch anyway, to actually give refunds. It was so broken. Mm. And Nintendo doesn't give refunds. For the, in North America, you buy it, you're stuck with it, no matter how bad it is. But this was so bad that even Nintendo threw up their hands and went, ay 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 it's me, Mario, and here's your refund. You, you hate when these big patches come out and something breaks. Case in point, I'm playing Flight Simulator. Uh, I just got back into Flight Simulator the other day. I haven't played that, I would say, in about... Since the summertime, really. Mm -hmm. And so, the day and the evening that I'm going to go and play Flight Simulator, I'm going to spend the entire evening downloading updates. Yeah. So first you have to update the actual back end and then you have to update the planes and then you have to update the scenery so they roll out this big update so here i am blah 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 um flying a jet plane so i take a jet over from new york to colorado that's one of the joys of flight simulator you can set up any plane that you want. They now have an F-18. If you want to fly a military jet, you can fly an F-18 now. Uh, Does it come with any weapons, or is it just the joyride you get? I think it's just the joyride, unfortunately. <laughs> they give you an F-18 and no weapons? Is that the Canadian F-18 we're talking here? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you need a Tom Cruise-endorsed uh, game for something like that. Uh, talk about entering the danger zone. But um, so I was saying, so uh, you ha you fly a business jet, which is kind of cool, and you fly it from Teterboro to Colorado. So I'm landing the plane in Colorado, and when you land the plane, what you normally do is you activate what are called the thrust reversers. If you ever notice you're you're on the sitting in the aisle of a plane and you're looking down the wing in the engine, and something on the engine opens up when you land, that's what's called a thrust reverser. So it kind of blows some of the air out and reverses thrust to slow the plane down. So I'm trying to activate reverse thrust. It's not working. And so I'm having to slam the brakes, and I'm this close from crashing into the end of the runway in the simulator. I go back. Oh, into dear. The, I Sounds go, rather expensive. 
Yeah. And then I go back and uh, check the forums. Oh, the reverse thrust broke in the last service update. Isn't that lovely? They patch a bug and introduce a new one. (laughs) And the best part is this isn't limited to Microsoft. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, We just got an update for our Apple products, Mm -hmm. one of which is the Apple Watch. Mm. The the newest update to the Apple Watch operating system broke shortcuts again, where the shortcut requires the uh, thing to give you a measurement. Oh. So it's like all these wonderful shortcuts I had on my watch, absolutely useless. I can use them on the phone. Pull out the phone and use it, which works. Mm-hmm. But it's like the whole point of having it on the watch was though I didn't have to drag out the phone to do it. <laughs> and and that's why I stick with iOS 14. I haven't gone to 15 yet. Well, eventually, Apple, in their insidious ways, will force you at some point, either through their own actions or the actions of a developer who says, we're not supporting 14 anymore because of security or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and eventually you will be forced kicking and screaming onto 15. Mm. Um, I still have my iPad. I actually use the iPad. Uh, it hooks up with uh, some of the software I use for Flight Simulator. So now I have the big aeronautical chart on my iPad, which is nice to have. So I don't have to alt-tab my way through different windows on my single screen. <laughs> okay, that that's both neat and yet, so very, very frighteningly geeky. Well, gee, thank you very much. Touche. Well, to, to be to be fair, were I at Flight Simulator Fiction now, I would certainly have on my second screen right now probably do the same darn thing. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything about that. <laughs> That's something else I have to look into. That second screen. Mm. Yeah, I was actually looking. Uh, Amazon has a couple of 48 or 43 inch screens which have the equivalent of four 21-inch screens that you can have multiple inputs, have, you know, two things stacked and has one monitor. And I'm looking at this and I'm going, yeah, but 43 inches on this desk, ooh, that's not going to go well. Yeah, it's kind of (laughs) big. It's just a little bit. Yeah. I considered uh, maybe... uh... If I can secure this table a little bit better, where I have my, um, where I have this uh, boom, maybe that's a place where I could throw a second monitor. But it would kind of be like disconnected. Eventually, this whole area is going to have to be redone. Mm, I, I I know the feeling. I mean, I, I still have my mo- my main monitor is only a twenty three incher, you know, and ten eighty p, and I'm going. Got to get a little bit bigger. I eventually have to look at 4K. Mm. Oh, this is going to be a tight squeeze. Yeah. Ick. This is the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Uh, Neff, what, uh, you you had mentioned something about uh, some manga news? Yeah. Um, Apple Books has this frightening ability, much like Amazon's uh, Kindle software, of recommending manga to me that will actually, you know, tickle my fancy. Uh, the latest one they recommended... Chillin' in another world with level two cheat powers. Another one of those fun manga or light novels, as it was the original case, mm. where the title is just, you know, insanely long. Right. Now, 
Here's the premise. Hero gets dragged from Fantasy World A to Fantasy World B to be the hero in Fantasy World B. The problem is, when they check his stats in Fantasy World B, he's a literal nobody, a schmuck. So they're like, okay, you get out, and they summon what they think is the real hero, who has maxed out stats the whole nine yards. Now, rather than send this guy back, because they for- the first guy back, because they forgot about him mm-hmm. until the portal back to his world closed... They sent him on his merry. They sent him to the far north reaches of the country, where demons happen to be, with the very minimum of supplies. Okay. Oh no. Now, you you'd think okay, minimum of supplies would be, is a weapon, a bottomless bag, and a uh, hundred thousand gold pieces. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he gets there. He figures out, okay, the bottomless bag works. It, you know, has a few things in there, like clothes, etc. Fine. And then he looks at the weapon and goes, hmm, I don't know about this. And then out from the forest comes a slime. He literally holds the sword up and the slime literally impales itself on it. Now, he hears a sound when that happens. Mm-hmm. And the status screen... That had all his stats, which were like level one and pretty much garbage, suddenly changes. He doesn't know what they've changed to. Oh. Because he can't read Greek. Because they use a very certain symbol. Level two and all his stats with that very certain symbol. What symbol do you think I'm talking about? Alpha? No. If it's Greek. <laughs> the infinity symbol. Oh. So he's basically a literal walking cheat code. He has max stats in everything. <laughs> but doesn't realize it. And is literally stumbling as he's getting these status screens popping up in midair that he can see. Telling him he can do all these things. Uh-huh. Including purifying the bag that he's carrying. Now, why would you need to purify the bag you're carrying, you ask? Uh Uh-huh. Well, because the castle put three important curses on it. First curse, it occasionally checks in to tell the castle what he's doing, Uh and if he dies, it goes back to the castle. Curse number two. Let's see, curse number two. Curse number two was... um, it attracts monsters. And so the last curse essentially is basically this is this is this is dooming him to die, basically, mm. was the plan, right? So he gets rid of all those curses. Then gets told, oh, by the way, you're in the demon forest. This entire forest is loaded with magical energy that will kill you. And so he's like, well, what do I do? All of a sudden, the mythical voice pops up and says, do you want to use a purify spell? Sure, I don't want to die. Boom. <laughs> and the entire demon forest is gone. Any demons that were residing, gone. Any wow. dark energy, gone. But he doesn't realize how powerful the spell was 
because he doesn't know, right? Mm-hmm. He's just like, okay, it took some of my magic points, which, by the way, quickly uh, re- replenish. So it's like, you're like, okay, this guy should, in theory, be basically, you know, king badass, right? Mm-hmm. But you know what his response is? Look, I don't want to deal with this anymore. He's, he's figured out magic to change his appearance, and his whole plan is just to lay low. Now, notice I said that's his plan. It doesn't quite work that way. Mm-hmm. I invite you to, you know, buy this book, read it, and see for yourself how his plan of, you know, laying low doesn't work. I am actually a little bit curious about it because the way you describe this to me, it sounds like a cross between Sword Art Online and Ready Player One. That's somewhat fair. Because you have that little, the you know, being trapped in a video game element from Sword Art Online and sort of like the hacking element and uh, the Oasis element of Ready Player One into it. It's very fascinating. But you're saying it it doesn't happen in quote-unquote reality. It happens in two different distinct fantasy worlds. Yeah, in other words, he's fa- he's from Fantasy World 1. Okay. And ends up in Fantasy World 2. And the funny thing is, the way he behaves in Fantasy World 1 affects how he interacts with people in Fantasy World 2, which initially causes him problems mm-hmm. until he realizes, well, wait a minute here. Oh, it's different here. Now I understand. Mm. So he, he 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 catches on quite quick, which is unlike a lot of these protagonists in stories like this, who, you know, are thick as a brick. Mm. As I like to say, it's like, okay, no, 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 dude. If if you were that stupid in real life, you know, you wouldn't you would forget to breathe and drop dead. <laughs> It's uh, it's something I have to try. Uh, like like I mentioned before, I have to get some sort of manga app on my iPad. I'm sure it's going to look amazing. I have to head, well, get back to the fact that I have to read from right to left and in a different order as I kind of go down the page. Well, this is from the Apple iBooks app, literally. So okay. you actually have it on you have it on your iPad and on your iPhone. Okay. Now, I've tried reading manga on the iPhone. I mean, I have the biggest screen they got. Right. Nah, no, not so much. No, no. Now, I like, you, I like, you need an iPad. Yeah, you need an iPad. Now, you may not need the, you know, big honking one I have, but, you know. <laughs> I have the Air and you inches, have the you Pro. You can actually read it. Exactly. You know, it's like 12.9 inches. I can read this. Yay. <laughs> um, let's see. 8.30. We'll take a quick break for our podcast listeners. And uh, I have a couple of boxes here we're going to try out in a moment. So if you are listening, again, why aren't you watching us on Twitch? Twitch.tv forward slash Extreme Anime Radio. We have a random taste test coming up. Extreme Anime Radio is now on Discord. Join our Discord server for the latest news and updates about the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Support the podcast through Anchor at the $4.99 level or higher and receive exclusive perks, including access to our dedicated Discord supporters channel. For links to everything XAR, including the Discord server and our homepage on Anchor, please visit our link tree. 
L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Anime Radio. This is the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. I am JR, and he is Neff. Once again, in my brain, I almost said I am Neff, and he is JR. Yes, believe it, folks. I'm getting old. I'm almost 40. Anyway, let's uh, let's check out these boxes over here. What? Shut up, you. <laughs> and I'll only say this. I passed that signpost a while ago, and I'm heading towards another one next month, okay? Fair enough, fair enough. A <laughs> um, little bit of a trivia tidbit, folks. Neff and my mother shared the same birthday. Which is which is one of those, it's a small world after all, folks, moments. Like, what? When I heard that the first time. <laughs> I've already, um, I, I told Bree this the other day. Um, I got to figure out, uh, I want to do that big... Uh, um, omakase kaiseki type Japanese cuisine meal for my 40th birthday. Something that will really, uh, you know, uh, be a very, very interesting Japanese culinary experience. Just like, you know, us watching Iron Chef many years ago. Mm. Yeah, that reminds me. The problem is up here with the lockdowns coming back, it's like, I have no idea if I'll be able to go outside my house on my birthday. Never mind, you know. Yeah. Uh, doing something for it. Ick. Yeah. But uh, the best we could do right now is to have these snack boxes, <laughs> which uh, they had a little bit of a trouble getting here because once again, uh, Japan Post imposed uh, shipping restrictions, so you cannot ship light packages from Japan to the United States anymore. You can't to Canada, but not to the United States, as far as uh, my understanding of the situation is. Well, to be honest, uh, shipping all over the world is mightily screwed up, mm. so I'm not surprised. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to try... Uh, I have the December boxes from both Boxu and Sakurako, so I figured I would maybe open both of them up here and uh, see what looks interesting. So if you'll permit me to step away one second to get those boxes. Okay, and while he steps away, I will try and entertain you, or at least, you know, it won't make be, sure It you... won't be too long, so. In other words, just talk long enough, but don't talk too much. Okay, I got the drill. <laughs> so while JR, up, oh, he he's flashes back uh, into the picture with his box. No, finish your thought, please. Well, no, it... I was just like, okay, let's see, let's let's do verbal horseshoeing or tap tap dancing, not horseshoeing. <laughs> uh, actually, I might as well mention uh, I'll be taking Sonny Stray's advanced acting class this weekend. Ooh, I yes. took his I took his basic class uh, several months ago, and uh, the advanced class is being offered, so I should have some interesting tales to tell next week. Uh, of course, he has said this is going to be improv, so he said bring props. Hmm. Which made the fool in the closet go, can I come out now? Can I come out now? <laughs> and I'm like, no. Last thing I need is... me the other day. <laughs> the, last thing, the last thing I need is for Sonny's Rate to see him. <laughs> All right. Although I don't know if Mr. Strait remembers, 
He would have seen me back at Anime North in 2008, but not dressed like that. Mm. I was dressed as a certain gentleman thief. <laughs> Hokkaido holidays from Baksu. This is uh, December. Hmm. I remember when I when I think of Hokkaido related food that takes me back to 2017, the last time I was in Japan. And I was um, doing that little slow travel from Tokyo west to Kyoto that I've repeated so many times uh, in the podcast and uh, radio shows. But um, yes, um, I had the creamiest ice cream and the tastiest soft serve I've ever had. And that was made from Hokkaido milk. It was Hokkaido milk, soft serve vanilla ice cream. Hmm. So, and uh, let's see what we have in here. Oh, look. <laughs> uh oh. Win free tickets to Japan, but you can't go because the borders are closed. <laughs> I was going to say, wait a minute. That's called chi That's called teasing. <laughs> um, I actually am considering. Um, Maybe um, deferring my next boxu box because uh, uh, number one, the shipping situation, and number two, I have so many snack boxes that I have to work on finishing. So I have mm. something to do during my holiday time off. Something to do, in other words, eat, eat and get fat. Oh dear. <laughs> so I'm just gonna browse through real quick and see what they have. And, oh, I know uh -oh. what I'm going for right away. Speaking of Hokkaido milk. Oh, dear. Mochi puffs made from Hokkaido milk. How about that? Oh, how appropriate. <laughs> and we have a subscription. Uh, Liz has subscribed again. Thank you, Liz. 11-month streak. We don't have any notification of that when we do a podcast because we don't want our podcast listeners to hear bing subscription, bing following, bing raid, that sort of thing. Yeah, that would drive everybody bing crazy. <laughs> All right, so let me uh let me open this. These are again, these are mochi puffs and these are um flavored with the Hokkaido milk. You can see uh, they're in decent shape. Uh, the puffs are less powdery than I've noticed before. Mm. Uh, I've had these mochi puffs previously from both Boksu and I think Sakurako as well. And they have different flavors and they're kind of a little more dusty. So this kind of sticks a little bit more. So we're going to try this. And now poor JR won't be able to speak the rest of the half hour. Maybe. Uh-oh. Oh, my. Bulging eyes. That's not a good oh, sign. Oh, no. On the contrary. It feels like I'm back at that fair having the ice cream. It's the same flavor. Oh, my goodness. Hmm. Woohoo. Okay. That, that's, that's the best, that's the best rate you can get, folks. Woohoo for this. I am, uh, we, we, yeah, as Nev said, we could just finish a podcast like this. I don't care. 
What? Well, okay, he's literally, for those of you who are listening to the audio version of this, he is literally shoving these things in his mouth faster than I would. And that's saying something. <laughs> I'm going to save that as a snack for when we play um, Great Ace Attorney Chronicles here in a moment. I'm going to get the Sakurako box. And while I open this, there's a seal that I have to open here. Uh, yeah, I am going to be sad when they're gone free. <laughs> Um, while I'm opening this seal, Neff, let's talk a little bit about Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. It is mm. the um, the newest spinoff of a series that we've all enjoyed for many, many years. And um, to say it's new and improved, I think from our first time we played it a couple of nights ago is an understatement. I, I would say they've definitely refined it to be a little more... What's the word I'm looking for? I, I, I think I find myself thinking more, which is a good sign. In other words, going, okay, what's the logic here? What's missing? Where's, you know, the thing that will get us to the next part of the case? Right? And sometimes I felt in the earlier, they didn't quite make you think that hard. They sort of led you a bit a a little bit too too far you know they said okay well hold your hand to this point and then only at this point do you worry here it's like well don't hold your hand this far but we will lay out enough breadcrumbs that if you look you'll figure it out and i remember um playing the original um ace attorney game and you were through that first part in like maybe Half an hour? Here it's like we're we're figuring all this stuff out. Oh, two hours have passed to be continued. Yeah, they, they, they make you work for it, which I think is actually better, but that's because of what I do for a living. <laughs> so it's like, and of course, I've actually been wrong a couple of times. I'm going, oh, now I see. Okay. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yikes. But, um... One of the one of the surprising things I've noticed so far, we were promised English language, English voices. All we had was the introduction, which is, uh, I'm surprised and not surprised. I know that if you add voice acting into the game, it is going to take up a lot more disk space or game space, but... I would expect that there will be more than just, you know, what we've been used to already from the Ace Attorney games. Yeah, I wonder, I mean, it could be that we'll maybe get some scenes, but I think it's, I think what they promise and what they deliver seem to be here a little bit two different things. Mm. So we're going to continue that, uh, hopefully for about an hour or so. Um, hopefully we don't go over, but it all depends on where this... Uh, where this next little timeline is going to go. Uh, Neff believes we're going to uh, run into another situation with um, that individual that was apparently present at the scene of the crime. Mm. Well, that, that person that was present at the scene of the crime is being brought before the court. Mm-hmm. The question is, what will they say? Mm-hmm. Because we already know certain things that this person obviously did. So if they counteract what they did, okay, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. But if they don't and yet implicate 
our hero, Ryonosuke Narohodo, this could get messy. Guilty. <laughs> um, Yikes. All right, Sakurako. So Boxu was uh, the Hokkaido... Uh, Hokkaido uh, winter, right? Or Hokkaido holidays. So, of course, Sakurako mm-hmm. is going to go for something different, right? Hokkaido Winter Festival. <laughs> hmm. Picking up on a theme here. Yes. Welcome to our Hokkaido Winter Festival. And, and of course, in Sakurako's manuals, you have to read them in traditional Japanese method right to left. Um, I like, um, one of the nice things about Sakurako, they do give you a lot of stories about, um, you know, behind the scenes with some of the confectioners, um, to, um, provide their products for the box. Uh, let's see. Well, we have, a we have another Hokkaido milk in here. <laughs> Uh-oh. Brand X versus Brand Y, anyone? Hmm. Should I? Well, that's entirely up to you. It's your mouth and your stomach. <laughs> Ooh. No, I think I found something else. Um, Uh-oh. Something a little savory. First of mm. all, let me reach into the box. Uh, with Sakurako, the bonus you get every box is that you get different... Um, um, housewares that you can use uh, for your Japanese treats. So I'm going to find the one that came with this month's box. And sometimes you have to dig in a little bit. I'm guessing it's a plate, but I could be wrong. You are wrong. It is, what else is something new? wrapped in plastic. It is a cup. Okay, now if you have liquid in that box, I'd be very surprised. Yes. Um, It's actually a sake cup. It's small enough to be meant for sake. I I was going to say, but that's a box meant for all ages, right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, then I'm thoroughly confused. Are you alluding to something here? Well, you're not going to have a six-year-old sake, are you? No. <laughs> I would hope not. I mean, you know, maybe I'm being a bit, you know, overprotective here, but... Mm. All right. So you've heard of senbei crackers, right, uh, Neff? We've had some mm-hmm. senbei before. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try scallop senbei. Scalloped senbei. Scallop flavor. Oh, scallop flavor. Oh, okay. Not scallops, no. <laughs> I was going to say, why would they send me home? Not like the potatoes. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what got me confused. So scallops like- are a specialty of Hokkaido, which I did. I never knew. And I'm going to... Oh, boy. This is a humongous cracker. I don't want to spoil anything on the keyboard, but look at this. Look how thick that is. I was going to say, that that's a cracker and a half there. Holy moly. <laughs> so I'm going to step away from the mic. Ooh, and it smells like scallops, too. Am I, hmm. am I a red lobster now or something? Gee. 
All right, so I'm going to step. I was going on, to say, yeah. I'm going to step away, and uh, Nev will provide the usual um, review. Well, as he chomps along merrily, he seems to be enjoying himself. Although he's giving the cracker a bit of a quizzical look. No, there he goes. He's chewing again. Took a much bigger bite this time. For those of you on the audio-only version, he looks somewhat like a chipmunk who has decided, you know, it's time to store nuts for the winter. And now he's back. He's trying to speak, possibly. Still chewing. <laughs> ah, still chewing. What kind of... A, how big of a chunk did you take of this cracker? Yeah, I got about a third of it. <laughs> yeah, okay, a bit more than you could chew, quite mm -hmm. literally. Um... Uh, obviously, as I showed, um, you can smell the scallop flavor. You eat into it. It tastes like a senbei cracker. And then after it settles for a little while, then the scallop flavor sort of comes back. So it's an interesting way to translate the flavor to your nose and to your taste buds. Um, I will give this. Uh, I'll give this a yay. So the, uh, the the nice way that it was done. I thought I was going to be um, exploded with more um, scallop flavor right away when I dug in, but uh, it's nice how it kind of uh, fades in and fades out. Mm. The way you said that, I had I had this weird cross crossing in my mind. The scallop came back. It wouldn't stay away. Scallop came back. We thought they were a goner, but the scallop came back. It just wouldn't stay away. Where's that from? <laughs> you've never seen you never heard the song The Cat Came Back. Okay, that's a staple up here. Uh the oh, okay, National that Film might Board. explain it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might explain Okay, sorry. I thought you might have seen that one because that's one of the more famous ones. Mm -mm. That and the Log Driver's Waltz. <laughs> well. I'll make a note of that. Oh, apparently I have something for my lunchbox tomorrow. Hokkaido. Uh -oh. Let's see here. Hokkaido. Now he ducks out, folks, and now he's going through the box trying to find what he apparently saw. Cream oh, there he's coming back. Cream pan. Hokkaido ah. cream pan. Oh, dear. That is a large one. This is like something I would get in a convenience store in Japan. Mm. So I am extremely, extremely happy with that. <laughs> well, um, mm. maybe sometime in the new year, Neff, as a, as a little gift, we'll have to arrange for you to get uh, another supply of Sakurako. I, I, I know I've given you Baksu before, but I haven't given you Sakurako, have I? Nope. Okay. Nope. It's always always been Baksu. We're we're gonna add Sakurako to the list for your birthday, okay? Uh, check the shipping before you agree to that, because <laughs> that, could um, be, that could be one hell of a birthday present. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but um, but yeah, all all in all, uh, a good selection. Again, as Baksu and Sakurako usually do, I kind of lean a little bit more towards Sakurako lately. Um, 
And uh, but Baksu still does a, a decent job. Uh, like I said, though, I have so many boxes now that I have to work on. So um, the Baksu boxes are probably going to be deferred. I, I'm doing Baksu subscriptions on a month-to-month basis, and since I have been grandfathered in, I'm still paying the lowest price, the price that I paid when I originally subscribed. Since then, their prices have gone up. So um, as long as I'm consistent, um, you know, from when I get the boxes, I'm still going to have that low price, which is I'm I'm very, very happy with that. That in itself is a bargain. Um, and, uh, well, the Sakurako, I renew um, every three months. So I do a three-month subscription of Sakurako. I signed up the moment. The, it's actually going to be almost a year for Sakurako now. They've only been doing this uh, since March of last year, or March of this year, I should say, March 2021. And uh, they've done a tremendous job, and I'm happy to keep on uh, supporting them. And the fact that you get free housewares uh, for your kitchen too so oh hey that's a nice that's a nice little uh, gift yeah definitely so while i continue nibbling on these um uh, we're gonna send neff to the closing commentary and neff uh you're gonna see that uh because of the little conversations we've had about a particular website in the last few weeks i made a nice little subtle change so now we can be consistent all around that is, that is much appreciated. If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this podcast, or anything you hear on any of our Twitch streams, drop us a line at ExtremeAnimeRadio at gmail.com. Or check out our social media links at linktree.com forward slash anime radio. There you'll find links to our Facebook page, our uh, Instagram account, our Twitter account, our Discord server, and our YouTube channel as well. You can check out archived versions of these podcasts at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. So, yes, that was the stickler because we had Linktree as a different uh, link all this time um, on this page, while on this page we had linktree.com. So, since both work, we'll just kind of make them all the same. Um, so, we're going to get ready for our um, Gradius Attorney Chronicle stream um, next week. Um, schedule's a little bit up in the air. Um, we will definitely be doing a podcast uh, next Wednesday. Next week is Christmas week, um, so that's why I say things might be up in the air a little bit. Um, definitely a podcast next Wednesday. Um, but next Wednesday, it will only be a podcast. There will be no post-game stream because more than likely, next Wednesday, after we finish the stream, is when I'm going to be editing the stream. So, mm. because so, TikTok, TikTok, Santa's coming. Oh yes, yes. Um, and that involves uh, going out, seeing people, sending out Christmas cards, um, and also spending the night uh, driving around and seeing the Christmas lights in my neighborhood with my family, which is always ah. a nice treat. Oh, by the way, I nearly gave myself a heart attack the other day. I went to go put a Christmas card in the mail. Didn't have any stamps in the U.S. So I went to the post office. They said, okay, you can do it this way or you can do it the slightly more expensive way. They would get there and guaranteed in three, four days and with tracking. So on a lark, I just asked, take a wild guess for express post for a Christmas card to the U.S. Wild guess. 
Okay. Well, we're um, we're talking Canadian dollars, right? Yes, we are. Um, so I would say twenty-five Canadian dollars. Higher. Thirty-five Canadian dollars. Thirty-one twenty-five. I just about fainted at the at the postal counter, which would have been very inconvenient, to be honest. Ooh, and I boy. said, no, as much as I'd like to make sure, I'm not going to spend that on a Christmas card that wasn't even a third of that. You know, oh, they just, just, just yikes. I, uh, I have to see how much. Uh, well, domestic, yeah, about $25 or so is how much a domestic flat rate envelope goes for if you ship it express through the postal service. International mail is different. <laughs> well, yeah, international mail involves another postal service who also want their cut, right? Right, and also probably requires you to put slap like a customs label on it, even if it's a Christmas card. <laughs> I, I would maybe I did, but like I said when I saw the price, I was like, mm. so if they wanted to put you know my blood on this Christmas card, I would have probably you know like yeah no 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 go away. $43. Blood, $43. If and I wanted to US, ship it to Canada, 43 US, yeah. Which would be about 55, 56 Canadian dollars. <laughs> oh. I'll let you finish your thought and then we'll wrap up. Okay. Quick Grey Cup thought for those of you that care. Oh, yes. Uh, the Grey Cup was this past Sunday. Um, the best part is it was a home Grey Cup as far as one of the teams was concerned because it was in Hamilton. Mm. The Hamilton Tiger Cats were playing the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The game went to overtime, which is a rarity in the CFL, unlike the NFL of recent of recent note. Mm-hmm. And the best part is Hamilton lost. So they get to overtime in their own house and they lose. says the annoyed Toronto Argonauts fan who got beaten by Hamilton the week before. (laughs) So the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Uh, That recalls nice times last time I was in Canada and we went to Hamilton and saw them get whipped by Calgary. Was it Calgary? Yeah, it was Calgary that and that was the best part. It was it was Hall of Fame weekend that weekend and they were induct they were inducting several Tiger Cats as I recall. So it's like, great, you know, the, the time when, you know, everything should be shining on you and you just. <laughs> and I remember, yeah, the, the, the CFL Hall of Fame's in Hamilton, right? That's right. In that very stadium, mm. which is which is very convenient, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, next time I visit Canada, whenever they let us back in and uh, actually have a nice time, uh, maybe there'll be something we'll have to check out. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. We can check maybe BMO Field this time, mm. the home of the Argonauts. Um, but we shall see, and hopefully we can, you know, at some point get together again mm. without the government going, you do so at your own risk. Exactly, exactly. Well, uh, it's time now for us to say until next time for the Extreme Enemy Radio Podcast. Vanef, I'm JR. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And remember... Keep on looking out for the Extreme Mario Twitch uh, streams. And don't forget to check out our podcasts archived at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. Good night, everybody. See you next time, folks. <laughs>